Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Janiji Lake. He is a inner transformation guide and the pioneering visionary behind the iHelp Academy and the emerging cognitive awareness specialist and advisor field. What does he do? He helps folks find solutions for the issues that they're dealing with. Now, how does he do that? He helps them change the way they think. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about is what's in your brain really real? Is your brain telling you lies or the thoughts that you think lies about yourself? Have you connected emotions and given a meaning to certain things, but really are they telling you who you are in this world. So as we get in this podcast, I want you to think about how you can just lose your mind in a good way and recreate your own reality based on what you'd like to think about yourself and your health and your overall wellness. So it's a thought provocative podcast to say the least. So I invite you to sit down, relax, and lose your mind with Janiji and I. All right, let's get into the podcast. Hey, health junkies. I have (laughs) Janiji Lake on, and oh my goodness, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, looking within, (laughs) discovering yourself, and figuring out how you can use your, your identity to help problem solve a little bit within life, within health and things of that nature. So Janiji, welcome to the Health Fix podcast. I am so grateful to be here. What an awesome uh, podcast you have an audience. Uh, Let's do this. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, let's jump in here. So of course, like everyone that comes to the podcast, I like to ask what launched you on the journey to realizing that hmm, there's something more to just my up my upstairs brain helping me to navigate life. There's something more. There's this infinite wisdom. How did you come to discover this concept? Well, I can definitely tell you when I had not discovered it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And and I think like all of us, you know, my story, my origin story of this realized the day that I saw my mind have a thought arise that I did not ask for. It was amazing that for the first time I saw my mind think independently of me. And it made me wonder, what else have I been following on these thoughts, like instructions? And so they're just random stuff in my head. Am I the thought or am I the chooser of the thought? Because for the first time, there was a chooser that I could believe that thought or not. (laughs) Yeah. And and that started me on this journey of of finally realizing there's a difference between the thinker and the thought and the believer and the belief, because for so long, I thought they were one and the same. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) And I think some days I really have to battle with myself to realize that, wait a minute, my thoughts are just thoughts. My emotions are just emotions. And, and like you said, the thinker, the thought, you know, it's, it's wild, isn't it? Well, it's, what's wonderful is that we have this automatic us that we've lived for so long I mean, when you really think about it, right now there's pressure of our shirt on our shoulders. And for those who weren't paying attention to it right then, where did that signal go? It became unconscious. And so if something that's happening right now on me can become unconscious to us, 
it made me wonder what else has become unconscious? My ability for emotional control, has that become unconscious to me? And it had. My ability for rationality and logic and wisdom and not being caught up in emotions, it had because what was popping up in my mind was not the fact that I have logic and wisdom and rationality. Instead, mm -hmm. it was life sucks and it's Monday. So unless the stuff popping up tells me not to pay attention to what's popping up, then I need to have another aspect of me to know the difference between the two. And one of the, 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 the lessons, one of the great stories is when I understood the 88 words. And the 88 words go something like this. It's, you'll never have a thought tell you it's irrational. So since we'll never have a thought tell, tell us that it's irrational, then how do we know? Most of the time, we only know after we act on it. So most of the time, we're learning in hindsight. But through awareness, I can see the thought pop up and choose whether or not to act on it. Now I'm operating in insight. Mm -hmm. I'm acting before I act on it instead of afterwards. So I don't have a mess to clean up because my automatic is just automatically talking and automatically doing. And so when we really are able to understand this functional mind, not we've been taught about it, that we've been taught to think about ourselves, but truly understand the firstborn, who we really are, our true selves, and not this function-based content me that believes I am this and I'm all that in a bag of chips <laughs> on a good day. But at the <laughs> same time, it's also telling me that life sucks and I should be depressed and that I shouldn't try, I should give up. And I've been down that road too. And all I had to do is really understand the difference between the me that I am, the you that you really are, the you that we all are, the firstborn. And then how I became this content-based me, this thinking me, the, the belief-based me. And what a difference it makes. It's, it's an instant solution. Because once we're aware of it, we're not in it. That's the beauty of awareness. When I'm aware of the thought, then I can choose it. When I'm not aware of it, I'm just acting on it. And so the gift here is bring the awareness, like pressure of our shirt on our shoulders, a lot of our gifts, a lot of our original talents and abilities unconscious to us we weren't born broken we were born into ideas and beliefs that helped put us asleep for lack of a way of putting it and it's just oh. incredible what happens when people wake up to that <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and i would say i'm kind of waking up in the last couple years i've started to realize these things otherwise i was pretty much asleep and kind of floating along you know i i think a lot a lot of us are in that case and, and i think one of the biggest things and probably the hardest things for a lot of folks to to figure out is like okay so how do I find my firstborn? What are the steps? Like, what, what do we do? Because we're all so used to that process of having a process to the process, you know, figuring it all out. Uh, and then we all want either the book or, you know, the like Cliff Notes version of how do we do this? So I'll give you the 30 second version of how to change your life because that's all it takes. Remember, the mind is not time-based. Therefore, our problems are not time-based. So the solutions are instant. So what we're looking for is looking for present moment solutions. But we've been taught to use future-based solutions. 
where our solutions are in the future. I'll give you a quick example. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are future-based solutions. But what if I'm hungry now? They invented snacks. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. snacks are present moment solutions to solve a present moment problem. Mm-hmm. And dinner and breakfast and lunch are future-based solutions to solve future-based problems. Now, how mm-hmm. does that look like with us? Mm-hmm. Ah, here we go. <laughs> when I become aware that there is both the me that I was born as and the me that I became in the mind, I'm now aware of both, therefore I'm not locked into one. So whatever I was locked into on the thoughts and beliefs, I'm now out of. A fast. Because I now have the awareness that I am both that which has the functions to have a thought, and I'm that which has the thought itself, which Hmm. is the real me. Well, the real me is the function-based me, not the me that I say I'm Jiniji and I'm having a thought. That's (laughs) the content version us. And here's why it's been so difficult to know the difference between the two. <laughs> it it's hard. It's hard. Well, you know, well it's 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 not. And I and I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay, help us. Because I think a lot of have, people still struggle, myself included. Have you ever had the coffee inside your cup tell the cup that it's broken? Have you ever had the co- the coffee, the content of the cup tell the cup? that it's broken not that i'm crazy if it did yeah i don't think that's possible yet as a human being as a human being we've been taught to take the content in our mind to tell us to change us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the content in our mind like the coffee in the cup is now telling the cup who to be the content in the mind is telling us who to be Mm. how how could that possibly, how could a belief tell what's real, what is? How could the authentic be told by what isn't, who it is? This is the illusion of the ego. This is the illusion of the mind that it can pretend all it can, that it's actually doing something. It's actually solving problems. It's actually suffering from something when it's not. Mm-hmm. The human mind is the only thing I've ever found and i've been doing this for 18 years i've worked with people from 26 different countries all over the world and the human mind is the only thing i've ever found capable of being taught to tell itself it's broken and when the human mind can be taught to tell itself it's broken it can then be taught to tell itself there is no solution no cure Mm-hmm. And we go through our entire lives underneath the influence, under the influence of these entire thoughts and beliefs that are taking us away from who we truly are. Mm. And the biggest issue is that we are literally trying to solve our problems still using thought. Instead, we have to go beyond thought. Our solutions are beyond our thoughts because our solutions aren't thought-based. You know, when we were a child, the firstborn automatically understood (laughs) that it was here. It was aware it was here. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's learning how to use the body, going (laughs) after that, that, that rattle. And it gets it right. It didn't know its name. 
It's <laughs> literally learning the firstborn, the function-based you, the spiritual function-based you is alive and well. It has been from the beginning. It has been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I already know how to laugh. I already have the ability, the function of intelligence. The function of through awareness and observation, not through thought, not through reading, not being taught, but through simple observation, the function of observation, learning how to walk because others are mm-hmm. crawling, learning how to use a spoon, all of this. And the baby, the child doesn't even know that Mondays suck. Until, until they hear the parents. <laughs> well, what then is what happened is, is, is that around that 18 to 24 months old, there's now this transition in the human mind. There's now an us because we go from a single we. There's just one, right? I mean, when we're born, we're actually a reflection of that which we truly are, one. Mm-hmm. There is no other. In the baby's mind, there is no me and you. There is no separation between me and you. There's no content. There's no label. It's one. Then around 18 to 24 months old, something magically happens. And the baby looks in the mirror. And all of a sudden, it's its nose in the mirror. Its nose. I've been doing this a long time. Then they get around three <laughs> years old. And it's called psychology of mind. Where the child now learns that the other individual has a mind of their own, that they have a thought that just crayons in the box, but little Johnny might think there's something different in the box. So then there's psychology of mind that comes online and the problem with all of us, and it's not bad, there's no wrong, is that we were born into belief systems already in progress, the stuff our parents, our grandparents, what I'm talking about here is ancient wisdom. It's been missing from our lives. It's the solutions that we've been looking for, and it's not in our day-to-day conversations. And so mm-hmm. what's the solution? Stop. Stop. S-T-O-P. Because you'll never know who you are still underneath the influence of who you think you are. You'll never find freedom through the mind, and you must transcend it. It must go beyond. We have to go beyond what we're thinking. We have to go beyond what we're under the influence of. We have to go beyond our memories, we have to go beyond our emotions. There is a world beyond that called us, our true nature. Because if all I have is this library to solve problems from, then we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Because if all I am is this ego, if all I am is this content-based identity, and that's all I have to work with. And what that means is I have an automatic. Somebody says, hey, would you like pizza or your beer with your pizza? Sure, automatic. Somebody comes up to you at the at the, at the department store and says, can I help you? And someone says, automatically, no thanks, I'm just browsing. <laughs> right? So we go through life on our automatics, and they're justified by us because we taught ourselves to do that. And it's automatic. And then we have the part of us that constantly chooses from choices previously chosen. And that's mm-hmm. who we think we are. That's our comfort zone, our ideas, our beliefs. And so we're either on automatic or we're choosing from choices previously chosen, which means nothing new ever happens. Okay. On repeat, do like repeating the same behaviors. I can yes. see where this is gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if that's who we are, then there's no solution for the automatic. Yet we didn't have that automatic to begin with. Mm-hmm. And there's no solution for living by the content, even though we weren't born with that content. 
So stop, S-T-O-P, is the only spiritual solution there has ever been. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot find the truth of who you are by still trying to find it through thought, by still trying to find it through the false identity. Mm. And the easiest way to stop do you know that the heartbeat between behind the eyes is slightly off in timing than that same heartbeat on your ankle? Technically, yes. No, not technically. <laughs> you can ex- well, you can experience that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, what happens when the mind is focused on what is, the thoughts subside. This is the firstborn. It's the truth of who we are. It's the presence us it's the us that experience wonder and awe joy inner peace it's the us that we are it's the baby laughing before the oh it's a joke and i know why it's the us that we are and the moment we stop truly stop that's why yoga and meditation although the version of yoga and meditation in the united states is not yoga and meditation it's not the transcendence teaching that it was years, many, many years ago. And so by stopping, understanding the true essence of stop, you realize that there is nothing between you and the truth of who you are. Nothing. Zero. There can't be if you were born that way. See, our functions don't change. They don't. It's it's crazy. I get so many people talk about how they're having difficulty with anger. And they talk, well, what are you having difficulty with? Well, this person made me angry. They did this. And that person made me angry here. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't have an anger problem. Nobody has an emotional problem. Nobody. Because the body was designed for millions of years to have these emotions. And we only experienced the emotion originally once. It's the same emotion. Every time we've been angry, it's the same chemical emotion in the body. What changes is the subject or object we're mad at. Hmm. Depression. It's the same chemical. It's the same one every time. How do we have an anger problem when the body has been designed to have that emotion and that you only experience it once originally and after that it's always a repeat? How can that be a problem? Unless in the mind... We've been taught that it's a problem. We've been taught you're going to act this way to act it out. And you're going to act that way to try to solve it. And you're going to need to take this. You're going to need to go to anger management classes. And the truth is, is that that's a crock of bowl. Mm. You don't have an anger problem. There's nothing wrong with the emotions. What we have is an identity problem, not recognizing the original event happens out here. And then it goes inside and we translate it into We turn it into meaning. Anger doesn't happen out here. It happens after we translate it based on our content. Depression does not happen out here. The event might be, but two people can go through the same event, come out of it differently. It can't be the event. It must be the individual within themselves. It's the I am. It's our false identity. Because anyone else could go through it and they wouldn't have a problem. Somebody else goes through it. And it's a different problem. And this is the key when when I came across this years ago of understanding to stop treating people 
as folk. Stop treating them as their content identity because there'll be no solution that way. None. Because we'll have to work on mom for 10 years. And we'll have to work on dad for two years. We'll have to work on what happened you know, when you were five for another couple of years. And the fact is that none of that is happening now. It's in memory. And it's the false identity using it to suffer over. And the firstborn sitting is going now, now, now. Because in truth, we're a now-year-old. In reality, in what is, there can only be what is. Everything else is imagined. Okay. So we are what we are, a now-year-old. You are that which can only be true now. That's reality. But in the mind, we can imagine that we can be anything we want. So what's more true? The truth of who we are right now, as we are in reality, or what we've turned ourselves into in the mind? And there's the answer. Okay. And then how we get to that is a little different for each person because again i'm not working with the function it's the same for all of us what i'm dealing with are the false beliefs from the person that i got to get through those to show them that they've been healthy all along yeah i think i think that's a big thing that i find in the, the health and wellness industry we have chronic pain that can really take over people anxiety depression anger those kind of things too what if anxiety and depression were made up in the mind and they don't exist I have questioned what if anxiety, that often. What if anxiety and depression, all of that is nothing more than a symptom of how the mind is being used and not a symptom of the mind itself? Which Good again, points. the firstborn does not suffer from those things. I'm sitting here and it looks like I'm fairly well put together, sort of whatever words you want to call. But in my past, suicide. Drug addiction, homelessness, family that was so poor, we literally could not have either propane for heat or to cook food in the winters. I understand poverty and I understand suffering. God, I understand suffering. And I wanted to end it because there was no solution out there. And somebody came to me one day and said, listen, what if it isn't that there's no solutions? There's just no solutions in your bubble. Maybe there's always been a solution. Maybe you've never been broken. Maybe there's a way to see this. And that put me on a journey. And I just happened to get lucky one night and watch my mind think independently of me. And I got it. I understood. How can I be the mind and the one watching it at the same time? Which is the authentic me? Which is the true me? So achieving that you being you and the person who's in the world as as we speak the thought-based person and the authentic self <laughs> to achieve that separation and the transcendence this is where a lot of people struggle you know like you're saying stop stop the thoughts sometimes stopping the thoughts can be an interesting battle maybe is a good word what if we stop paying attention to them because thoughts are going to happen uh -huh. because we have an unconscious mind uh -huh. many things if 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 everyone listening right now would look around them uh -huh. how many of us are actually paying attention to the carpet the curtains the pictures we are choosing what to pay attention to 
Mm-hmm. And if we want to pay attention to our thoughts that tell us we suffer, or if we want to listen to our innate wisdom that says we don't have to because it's a choice, mm. I guess it just depends on who we're going to listen to. This doesn't take time. This is the problem. When it comes with the mind and the true self, these are not time-based problems. It's not like the recipe for cookies, where part of the recipe, part of the solution is that you have to put them in the oven for 12 minutes. I mean, really think about that. A true solution for the human being is not time-based. It has no physical components. If our identity is virtual, how can something physical solve a virtual problem? If our identity is inner, how can an external solution solve an inner problem? We must truly understand where the real solutions lie. And it is not in the content in our mind, and it is not out in the world. The true solutions for who we are already lie within us. The key to getting past all of the beliefs and ideas is to understand that there has to be a universal us. Hmm. What if every person on earth, their body was made of earth? How would we judge people then? And it appears that every human being on earth is made of earth. It's a just different pile of it. So how do we judge bodies on that? If every person is born into beliefs, not with them, then how do we judge someone based on their beliefs when we know that they're beyond that? And it's the same with ourselves. If I understand that each of us are born into a human body with a human mind, and that the only difference that any of us ever have is the content we take on to create a social identity, and that's the difference, then all of a sudden we're now living in truth as a society. And I can see you as equal to me. I can see your body the same as me. I can see your true self as the same of me. You have logic, wisdom, rationality. So do I. Your true self has executive function to decide free will. Your firstborn, your, your truth of who you are, has emotional control. So how can emotions be a problem? When we understand the body is designed to have them. And the lie is that it's because John made me angry that it's a different type of emotion than because I got angry because it rained. It's still the same. Okay. One of the One of the benefits that I love about your podcast is that I was listening to one of your episodes the other day, and it says, you got to go back to basics, got to go back to the original. And that really is understanding the foundation of who we are, not all the crap that's been put in our mind since we've been born. And I'm hoping that the individuals listening can allow themselves to just understand one thing. How could you be depressed? How could it be part of you when you weren't born that way? Mm-hmm. How could you have anxiety when it's a symptom of how the mind's being used, not of who you are? What if you've been whole since the beginning? And nobody around you knew how to teach you. 
Because if there are solutions out there, then maybe it's just not known by you. Maybe it's just not known by the people around us. Maybe it's like the wheel. The wheel was invented some 4,000 years ago, it said. And it said that it wasn't invented again in China for another 1,200 years after the original invention. Now, here's what's interesting. Hmm. Think about this. The wheel was known on Earth by a small portion of people there on Earth, but nowhere else. And it wasn't that the area we call China heard about it. They had to figure it out on their own. And insight is beyond human knowledge, current knowledge, and beyond current use. The insight of a wheel is beyond what we knew at the time and beyond current use. And why can't we find solutions in our life? Because we're trying to use the content already in the mind to solve the problem when the real solution is beyond that. Like the wheel. Somewhere else on earth are solutions that we just don't know about. And that's why I've spent the last 18 years talking to people from all over the world, putting this program together. So I can come back and give and share solutions that we just never knew. I was born in the Midwest back in early, early 60s. And let me tell you, that was a very interesting time and place to live. The belief systems are quite different than how we live today. Yeah. So if if I was that, how could I be this today? If I am my beliefs and I am my thoughts and it's permanent, that's who I am. How can I be this way today then if that's permanent? Mm -hmm. Ah, we must be something beyond that. Have to be beyond that. And that's what we do here. We show people beyond. And that's what I'm offering today for your amazing audience today is the gift of coming back home inside. Stop. Stop long enough and watch thoughts happen. Watch it come and go and you do nothing. Thoughts would just come and go. The pop-up ones. The song in your head, it'll end eventually. You could just literally sit there and wait for it to go away and do nothing. That emotion we're feeling, we're taught to run from it, act it out. What if we just allowed it to be a sensation in the body and just allowed it to arise and subside, seeing nothing needs to be done? Watching the mind go, ah, about it, and watch the body go, Shh. and you're sitting there just observing it happening. No different than going into the room, into the kitchen, and two seconds later, forgetting why you went in there. The thought rose and subsided. The emotion rose and subsided. And when you can understand and really experience who you are, and you cannot be moved by the rising and subsiding of thoughts and emotions, who do you think witnessed that? Which is the us that we've been looking for this whole time. The one that can choose to act on that emotion or not. The one that can choose to act on that thought. Because we're so busy being the auto response to the thought. We've not been taught to just to take the time to watch it come and go. We have to do nothing about it. So if I can have memories that we used to call PTSD come and go and the sensations come and go and have to do nothing about it because it's not me, 
It's like I go into the library. I'm not the books. I go to my memories. I'm not the memories. It's just content there I draw from. So if I'm a now-year-old, which seems to be the truth of it, and I witness thoughts and emotions arise and witness them subside and you know just come and go for the first time in my life, I'm what? I'm home. I'm the observer of what happens inside, not the one on the hook automatically reacting to them. And then we get to go through the teeter-totter phase of home on the hook, home on the hook, home more, home more, on the hook, home, 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 until that automatic is now home instead of on the hook. Mm. Ah, now the content in the mind matches the truth of who we are, not who we've been taught to become. Now, the human being, through their true selves and through their content identity, can now live as how they choose to live, not how their mind was automatically taught to live. Fascinating. Fascinating in many realms. Yes. And it's the solution. It truly is. <laughs> it makes me wonder because I've been working with this a little bit for some time now, not being reactive to, to thoughts, emotions. I've went down the route of kind of exploring emotions and going, why am I feeling frustrated right now? What is it, you know, that's, that's triggering it. So let me, let me see if I'm thinking about this correctly, because a lot of folks will talk about exploring your emotions and, and how they have you feel. You're saying that, that, that doesn't that's a matter. waste of time. That's yeah. a waste of time. That's what I was wondering if you were going Go straight there. to choice. Go straight to choice. Okay. Because whatever it is that you're going to think about those thoughts and emotions are from the content that you've been taught to think about those thoughts and emotions. So stop long enough to see this for ourselves and realize that probably 99% of the average human being, uh, maybe 98.9% .9 of everything in their mind, they didn't put there purposefully. Hmm. TV, radio beliefs, newspaper. So what are we drawing from? Are we actually drawing from the content that we put there? Are we drawing from content up there that most of it's random stuff? Wow. So I'd like to choose. I'd like to actually know that it's my experience. I'm not reliving someone else's. I'm not reliving someone else saying that they're helpless when I can find that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And the moment I can find I'm not, I can help them. I mean, that's really what this is, right? I mean, it's the truth of who we are living functionally as what we're capable of doing and being and on the side picking up a mental identity so we can live in the society that we're in. Mm -hmm. Because that mental identity would be different if it was Japan, different if it was Germany, and yet the truth of who we are is the same in every country. That's true. That's, you know, something I never thought about. You can be anywhere and you can be you anywhere. Yes. It doesn't matter. So when all of a sudden I'm who I am, I'm not the folk, right? The folk being the, the ideas and the culture and the beliefs of that time. And that's what it is of that time. You go back a hundred years to be different thoughts and beliefs about things. Mm -hmm. And so 
we only believe we are this because we're in it now. We're looking around saying everyone's believing this, so it must be true. And it's not. So I, I encourage everyone to remember who they are before the lostness took place. And then understand that the people around you may not understand this yet either. And with love and compassion, true love of understanding that that's me over there suffering. That's me over there that could still suffer. They just might not know how to come back home inside yet. Stop suffering when it happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry it took this long for this bubble of knowledge to get to who's listening. It took 45 years for me. My mom didn't make it. My brother didn't make it. A lot of people haven't. Mm -hmm. And yet the solution is only a four-letter word. It might take a minute to understand that. But stop is truly. How do we know who we are? We're still under the influence of who we're not. We have to have a different way of seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I think what I'm thinking about right now is going to, okay, stop. All right. Do we repeat that to ourselves and practice this? And, and on average, I, I I'm, I'm a geek. I, of course, I'm always like on average, how long does it take someone to learn the stop mechanism to, to just let the thoughts pass back and forth and choose what you want to. So if we take time out of it, Okay. She knows the ego. So the ego is trying to find a strategy. If I stop for three minutes for 72 and a half days in a row, that will work. And then ego will do it for whatever time, for that many days, and it won't work. Because this is beyond that. So what does it mean to stop? The first thing we have to do is we have to stop thinking our stories are the only way something could be. So the first thing is we start looking at what we've been running on automatic. Oh, they're this way and they happen to, I bet they pulled out in front of me and they hate me and they saw me back there and they stop, 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 stop. Why think you believe this? Stop. Stop thinking that the automatic thoughts are based on reality. It's not. It's based on decisions we made years ago or months ago. It's just projecting now. You're an idiot. We don't have to think about that. We're blurting out. We decided people were idiots years ago. Just automatic now. So how can we for sure know I chose to say that when it's automatic? Stop. See that. Just see that you have an automatic. And that's been the majority of the problem. I don't have any money that's chosen to have problems. And then see when we're not on, on, on automatic, how much of our decision-making is habitual. How much of this doesn't allow me to see something in a new way. So I first have to stop believing that my automatics are the only way I can handle something. And I have to stop believing when I ponder and think about something that my answer is the only answer it could be. And so both have beyond in it 
if my automatic isn't the only way I could automatically handle this, then all of a sudden I'm beyond not locked in. Oh, thank God. If I can see that the content in my mind, my thoughts, beliefs, my experiences aren't the only way that could handle something, now I'm beyond that. And what's the first step to beyond? Well, the first step beyond is simply seeing that whatever is arising automatically is not you. And I just want to see and recognize it's not me, that there's a beyond. It can't just be the, they can't just be the idiot that pulled out in front of me. Maybe their name is Bob and they have two kids and one of them are sick and they're rushing to the hospital. Maybe their name is an idiot. I have to see beyond that. <laughs> my life sucks. It's Monday. I'll, I'll never get over this. And stuff has happened in my life and I'll never get over it. Is that true? Has it happened to other people? And they've gotten over it. Yeah, but, and then we want to add the irrational that justifies okay. us staying stuck. And the only way to see beyond that is maybe, maybe is a beautiful word, maybe someone on earth has a different way. Maybe. And all of a sudden, that maybe allows me to see beyond. There's just something beyond what I'm thinking. And so this is the first part of all of it. It's, it's getting used to beyond. Because when we're in it, it's just that way. There is no beyond. Right. So the right. moment I can see that there's something beyond, I'm not stuck in it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Well, you know, there might be other things. You know, other people might not think you're an idiot. They might think you're an asshole. But at the same time, they might love you too. So then there's this people think this, this people think <laughs> this, people think this. So who are you really? Well, they're the firstborn minus all of the opinions and things people add. And we're no different. If we were to stop thinking about us and just experience us, then we'd stop telling ourselves we're broken. We stop telling ourselves we have problems. We stop telling ourselves that we'll never get over something. And that's part of the beyond too. We get to see that we can actually have the life of our choice instead of the one that our mind was automatically taught to give us. What a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's huge. It's huge to, to come to that realization and, and find your, your true self and, and that, yeah, it's nothing like what you thought. <laughs> no, you there were not angels. Anything. There weren't angels. There wasn't a party. It was inner peace and freedom. And I got my life back. Holy crap. <laughs> now, Janiji, tell us how folks can learn this from you and how they can can find these transformative transformative solutions and things of that nature because they, i i mean like we talked before we used to hit record as as a doctor obviously my job is to to find solutions for folks when it comes to their health but a lot of times i am looking at you know the the internal and, and guiding folks towards folks that can help them. So let's talk about Insighten. Let's talk about your iHelp Academy. Give us give us the scoop. So guys, we're all helpers. <laughs> we're helping ourselves to learn how to have a better life. We're helping ourselves learn how to overcome something or to do something we may never have known how to overcome or to do. And then we're also helping other people. And I learned that whatever I've learned to help me with, I can help other with, others with because then it's just a matter of direction. Mm -hmm. But I can't help someone with something I can't help myself with because then it's just theory. 
So I wanted to make sure that I put together a program that had no theory, that it was directly experiential, because I don't want anyone to believe me. I want them to experience it directly for themselves. And this is especially true for the coaches, the educators, course creators, the professionals that we work with, because in their toolbox of trying to help other people, they've been kind of limited in missing the things that we've been talking about here in a way that they could actually apply it and use it. And it's the same with individuals as well. So we put together this amazing program. Um, you can go to helping helpers or helping happy helpers.com. <laughs> helpinghappyhelpers.com. And there you're going to get uh, access to a lot of free material, a lot of free training, because we want you to understand exactly who you are, exactly how to solve the problem and how to then help others. If this is your calling, even if it's a family member, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we all need to have usable tools. We need to have usable things which actually make a difference in our life. We don't need more theory. We don't need more beliefs. We don't need to keep buying and trying things. We need to actually have a solution. And the insight system that I utilize is understanding that the power of a human being is our ability to go beyond. No other creature has that. No other animal that I'm aware of and I'm willing to learn. But as far as I know, we're the only creature that actually has the ability for future, to imagine future to see beyond what we're currently under the influence of. And that being the case, now there's others out there that can't imagine, but we're actually so adept as a human being to create. And we've created worlds that make us suffer. We can create worlds that don't. And that's the key to all of this, whether you're an individual or a coach or a professional, or you're a doctor, it doesn't matter. We're all working with human beings and we're all working with the function of the human being or the content of the human being. And knowing who we're talking to makes all the difference. True. That is true. Well said. Wow. Sneeji, I've got some new ideas. I think that <laughs> a lot of folks are probably going, okay, lot, lots to ponder. Yes. Let's, let's say ponder. Let the thoughts come and go, guys. Stop for a minute. Let them come and go. And, and see, see, you know, what shakes out for you. But I, I like what you're doing. It's good stuff. I'm looking forward to to testing out a couple of the stop techniques myself here and, and seeing how my brain fares and, and what's inside that. Uh, as you said, the firstborn, I like that. That's fun. I'm going to I'm going to take that and go, OK, what is my firstborn up to? So once again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's good stuff. I'm I'm grateful. I, I am still learning. I mean, I've been doing this for 18 years and every day, something new, uh, another way to present this, uh, an easier way to teach it presents itself. So we're always updating uh, because that's the key to all of this, to make it as easy and simple as possible, because it's not hard to be a tree when you're a tree. But if you're a tree that's been taught to act like a bush, it's a bee. Well said. Well said. That's awesome. Thanks again. Hey, Health Junkies. Are you feeling just off? Feeling like you're aging a little bit faster than you want to and wondering what in the world is up? Hey, 
I might have some answers for you and some direction. If you want to chat with me, I am offering complimentary calls right now. You can head over to Dr. Spelled Out, J-K-R-A-U-S-E-N-D.com. Take my quiz, click on the schedule a chat, and let's talk and see if we can get you in the right direction. And if I'm able to help you, I'm going to let you know. Otherwise, I'm going to help you find what you're looking for. Head over to drjkrausnd.com and check it out now. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.